Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back to Girl Water Your Grass. We are so excited. Maybe I'm excited. We have just a... An unbelievable woman with us here today, a very special guest who was divinely, we were divinely connected to, and you know, when you give it to God, it all goes well. And so we're just <laughs> so grateful for you, so excited for you, and just yes. can't wait to see how the Lord uses this connection. But welcome to the podcast, Miss Meredith Foster. Hello, welcome, everyone. Meredith. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I've been listening to Girl Water Your Grass for like the past two months now, it. and it just brings me so much joy. I'm just so excited to be here and talking with you guys and just being a part of it. Well, we're so excited and blessed to have you. And just for our listeners, a little background on Meredith is she is a go-getter. She started her own YouTube channel back in 2009, really before YouTubers were YouTubers, right? Yeah. And it was back when people were just doing it out of like pure passion and hobby. It really wasn't any way to like make a career or do anything. We we're just like, we love making films. We love being creative. And this is kind of like what we're passionate about. So we're just going to make videos. And it was back just in the, before it kind of like blew up and became this big thing. So hmm. yeah, it's been, it's yeah, been a while. Really that ground level of, of doing that. And, um, and it's been great and it's been also very challenging. You've had great times and then really difficult times. So yeah. <laughs> we're just yeah. grateful yeah. for where you are today and just thought we would bring you on here, share a little of your story and how the Lord has connected us to do work for building his kingdom Amen. and just kind of dive into that and invite our audience to join us in this life-changing journey of not just knowing, but actually growing and doing the work, right? Because on the other side of hard work is beautiful growth. So let's so dive in. Maria, yes. tell us a little bit about you. So for someone who does not know who Meredith Foster is, would you give them just a snapshot of your childhood of where you, you know, kind of where you've come from? Yeah. So sorry. Well, it's crazy because I, I used to, it was hard for me to kind of explain like who I was because growing up, I didn't really know who I was. I think I didn't have like this identity and sense of self. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, but like no home is perfect. Like no family is perfect. So there were things that, that happened in my childhood that, um, were challenging, but the Lord was always there with me. And I gave my life to Jesus when I was like four years old. Um, and so he was always there, but there obviously are times where it gets hard and there's challenging seasons in our life. And I think I really just, um, looking back, I can see the Lord's hand over my life and I can see his grace just being covering me and guiding me. Um, so when I was in high school, I started a YouTube channel 
And before I'm anything else, like, this is what I always say to people. I'm like, because I put my identity and worth in like who I was on YouTube and my appearance and just all these different things. And what guys thought of me, I always put my identity there. And now I always say, okay, before I'm anything, like I'm just a daughter of my heavenly father. Like that's my identity. That's where I find my worth and my purpose. Mm -hmm. And so that's who I am. I'm just a daughter living and leaning on the Lord and trusting him with my life. Um, so in high school, I did not have the best experience. I think a lot of people probably would say they didn't care for high school. And if you loved high school, like way to go. I love that, (laughs) but it was not my favorite experience. I grew up um, with some bullying and a lot of just hurtful things were said um, and words hurt. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, wounded people wound people. And so you always have to remember that everyone is fighting a battle. And so I think being kind is always the solution because you never know what someone is going through. Someone that is being mean to you or saying mean things like that person is probably going through something. And so I had to learn to not take it personally, but it's still, it still does hurt and it still does cause a wound. Um, so I grew up posting most of my life on YouTube and sharing my life with, with the public. And I felt like I was keeping up appearances and that became kind of my life and my job. And I wasn't, I was myself, but I also had a hard time expressing and being myself. Cause I don't think I really knew who I was. So I was kind of like a professional and making it look like my life was perfect and I had it all figured out, but no one really knew what was going on behind the screen. Um, Like I would post a video and I would look happy, but then I'd shut my laptop and I would be extremely depressed. I would feel alone. I would feel, I would have suicidal thoughts. And um, I felt like I had, I didn't belong anywhere. And so that caused just a lot of depression and sadness. Um, and so I think with, with the depression and the low self-worth is kind of where I just spiraled into this really dark place. And, and I can just see that community was so important. I needed community. I needed to be around people that really, um, understood and I could talk to, I think we just need someone to talk to most of the time. And so now that's where I, my life's mission and purpose is to help young women find their identity in Jesus, know their worth, and also just be someone who can someone to talk to. Like, I love just listening to people's stories and being able to connect with them because I know how important it is for young people to have a listening ear and to feel safe and not judged, um, from what they're going through and just pouring grace on young people. I think that that's what this generation needs is more compassion and more grace. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, where to get it. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's, um, I think something that is you know, um, we are both super passionate about and something Maria and I have both been involved in for longer than we will tell our age, but, uh, you know, it's, it's mentorship. And I just um, applaud you so much for stepping into that. And, and really you have moved from a career into a calling, which is, you know, tell me about how it feels to move from a career to the divine call on your life. I mean, honestly, it was scary. I was like, I think the last three years, so much internally was going on with me, like stripping away and just almost just that sanctification process. And it's been like a battle because you're having to, you're leaving behind very familiar things that were, you know, you grew up with, or you're so used to doing, and you're leaving that all behind for something completely different and new. And you're leaving behind friendships and relationships and things that you're like, okay, well, 
this was like really fun, but I'm, I, this is, this can't go with me into the next season. And I I've got to kind of leave it behind. And sometimes we go through those seasons where it's that pruning and stripping away and it's like the rebuilding of the heart. And so I think looking back, I'm like, okay, I can see where I, I used social media. It was very like self-focused and self-centered and I think that this last season of my life, it was like the idols of my heart were being like toppled down. Like mm-hmm. there was like a complete toppling of idols that I had placed on my heart. And the Lord was like, I need you to recenter and refocus. And I need you, I need Jesus needed to be the center of my heart and be the one sitting on the throne of my heart. And I kind of saw how over the years it had become myself. Like I was sitting on the throne of my heart and other people were, or I was prioritizing other things. And I had all these idols and I almost didn't even want to like, it's hard to admit that like we yeah. have things sitting on our heart and I was like, oh, this is not, you know, this is not what I wanted to do. Yeah, it, but yeah. you have it and admitting it actually leads yeah. to change, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I wish, I wish y'all could, could see her because she, this woman looks so free now. Like you can tell a difference if, you know, if you've seen your video from, from back and you look now like you look like a different person. Like there's a freedom and there's a joy and there's a peace that you possess. A radiant light. Yeah. That we all know only comes from, from knowing who you are, from knowing your identity in Christ you know, that only it's a a glow. It's like, you know, people talk about the pregnancy glow. It's like, it's truly the glow of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's stunning. Well, besides you're stunningly beautiful, but that's true. It is. is. Okay. Here's a question I have for you. Like you've kind of been out of the limelight for the, the recent, you know, in the past five years, so why now, why is it now the time for you to re-enter and to start to build on this platform as it's kingdom centered? I believe that the Lord has done a big work in completion in my healing process and trauma and that he's taken me through this process. And I always get reminded of Esther 414, who knows if you've been called for such a time as this. And I, I believe we're all Esther's. We're all taking our place and we're rising up and there's a time where is there time right now in history where our voices need to be heard and we need to we need to tell the testimony of what the lord has done in our lives it brings healing it brings deliverance and freedom and i just really believe that now is the time for women who have felt silenced or they felt like they couldn't use their voice and they felt like in fear because personally i went through a huge fear was like keeping me stuck and so i feel like now is the time. It's really the time in the season to be bold, be courageous and, and use your voice and be, um, a warring woman. (laughs) Mm. I love it. If I keep this, y'all can't see, but I keep this behind me and it's, it's a woman on a horse and it's a replica of St. Joan of Arc. And it says, I'm not afraid. I was born to do this. I love Joan of Arc. She's actually my favorite. I love her. (laughs) On my desk. Like, so I love it. She's so it just reminds us that like, yes, now is the time and step into whatever that call is and that yes. And, you know, it's, um, it's really powerful. Yeah. So. And girl, you, you know, you have walked through such a journey. Okay. Knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself, you know, 10 years ago? Um, what, what advice would you give yourself coming from, say, you know, you're in such a different place now. Okay. How old was I 10 years ago? I think I was. Okay. Um, I would probably tell myself, 
Mm. Gosh. To keep going, even through the, the valley and the dark, when it looks really dark and scary, like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Um, I think that that's, that's how I felt most of my life, to be honest. Like I felt like most of my life, I was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And that's why Psalm 23 has always been like my life scripture, because I knew that there was going to be a time where I would come out of that dark place and come out of that valley, even though it looked so hopeless and so dark that one day I would come out of that place and that the Lord's goodness and mercy would follow me and guide me and lead me. And so I think I would just tell myself to keep going, to not give up. I think a lot of people want to stop at that place and, and believe that there's that there is no hope or the best is behind them. But I really believe that the best days actually are ahead of us and that God has such an amazing, beautiful plan over everyone's life. And so I would just tell myself, like, keep going and don't look back. Don't look at your past, but keep marching forward, moving forward. And you're not defined by that past, right? The enemy will use that against us, but having that virtue of hope and that faith, hope and love are the three greatest virtues, right? You got to have them. And yeah, that's, yeah. That's such an important one because if if you don't have hope, what do you have? Like what's the point, right? So and and you have done that. And we've, you know, you've had kind of like the old Meredith and the new Meredith. And like what yes. would you say? Like, how would you describe hmm. the old Meredith versus the new Meredith? <laughs> the old Meredith just she she didn't know how valued and cherished she was. I lived very much as like a, an orphan, um, where For I just, while, you got all this recognition, notoriety and fame. Right. So, I mean, you know, I, yeah, even though I had people around me and I had people like loving me, I didn't really feel loved. Um, mm-hmm. and it's probably because I just didn't have this relationship with the Lord where, where he, where I knew him and he knew me. And I had this relationship where, now it's like, I know that he's with me. I know who I am in him. I know that I'm a daughter. I know that I'm loved. I'm cherished and I'm adopted into a family and it's a forever kind of family. And so I think that when you're rooted and grounded in that place, it just kind of changes how you see things, how you see yourself, how you see others. Mm-hmm. And it's like, love just transforms you from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think, old Meredith, just, yeah, she just, she was just kind of wandering. I was a little bit of a wanderer. <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, I know. I know now where I am. I know who I am. You know, how you are a woman on a mission. Yeah. yeah. It's like you a freedom about you. It's the freedom of Christ. Yeah. Like, and, and talk that because you, you really, it, it's very obvious. Every time we've had conversations that you are, you're a woman on a mission now. You are like, you are focused and you're stepping forward. Very much born to do this. And what is your dream right now? What is the dream and that mission and purpose that you can really feel God's put on that? Paint paint that vision for us. Okay. So I never thought I wanted to, I never really thought about, I don't even know if I want to say this. Okay. Well, the first thing I would say is my mission is to help young women. Um, like I just have such a heart for the youth. Like that's really where my heart is right now is the youth. Cause I see the need for it. And I just love, mm-hmm. I think coming back to like our childlike faith and like that place of dependency and uh, childlike joy and faith where we can be free and not have 
fear or worry of the future. I think that that's so important in this time where things are so uncertain. Um, and I really have a heart for like, I really want to have a family one day. I, I think that a lot of growing up, like you hear, okay, well, a powerful woman is like, you know, you have to have a business, you have to do this, you do that, like all these things. But I really feel like the Lord is teaching me like a powerful woman is a mom who is raising and leading her children. And I just really want to someday do that and have a family and be a mom. And I think that that's like so powerful um, because I believe family is ministry and it's like God's first design really for, for ministry and to show what it looks like. Um, and so I don't know. I just, I really have a I love it girl. And I think yeah. motherhood is something that we don't celebrate in our culture. And we've talked about that a lot on here. Mm-hmm. Just like, like, and, and I myself have, we've talked a lot about this of, you know, the world gives you all these accolades and as a mom, when you're in this life, you don't get all those because you're doing all the grunt work of like changing the diapers and mom, I'm like, oh my yeah. goodness, like my no. Shelby, she is a free spirit. I'm always afraid she might kill herself. And, you know, <laughs> just you know, keep the kids alive, keep it remembering alive. that I just think every call in life, as you step into the progression of life is more of a step into uh, a giving of yourself, right? Yes. So in marriage, you give yourself more. And with children, you give yourself more. And it's a continuing to grow out of yourself and into service. Yes. And it's not more of giving than getting. And with children, I mean, it's like, there's no purer love than a mother to a child. And, you know, one of my favorite things to ask a new mom when you have a baby is, and I told Marie this is, have you ever been so in love? Because there is never a moment thing you have ever felt so much love is that when they put that baby in your arms and it's like, I would go through labor and delivery 20 times because I love what I call the magic moment of delivering a baby. And it's, we have six, but you know, it's, um, I just think I honor you so much for seeing the beauty of motherhood, because Mm -hmm. I think that our culture doesn't celebrate motherhood as it should be. And just even myself remembering that my primary vocation of wife and mother comes before any work that I do. Right. It's Which like goes back to, you know, how you and I talk about the triangle all the time. If you guys have been listening to this, we, we talk about that triangle. Awesome. That has to be, yeah. It has to be God first and then your marriage and then your children and your, you know, it's like, there's an order, a proper order to things. And we, when, you know, we see, I think a culture now who's gotten that order so out of line. Mm-hmm. And as goes the family, as goes the world, but that starts with good marriages that starts with good parenting. It starts with, you know, you've got this um, trickling down and, and having those in order and recognizing I, it's beautiful that you recognize the power, you know, it has, and, and the beautiful call that it is to be wife, to be a mom and the, um, how, you know, self-sacrificial that is, but how important it is. It's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. It is. Women are life givers. We care for life. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a gift, right? It's a yeah. gift to people too. And we don't see it that. So it really, it really is. All right. So what topics do you think that young women, you know, you talked about your passion for young women mm-hmm. that they really need to hear about and need to be talked about today? Well, a few things I can personally talk about that I've um, gone through which I don't always like to talk about this subject because it's kind of uncomfortable and it's not really talked about a lot, but I uh, grew up watching pornography. Um, I found it at a very young age and it, there was a lot of shame around it because I, I felt very alone. I felt like mm. very uh, like isolated. I was like, there's no way like anyone else is dealing with this. Like I, 
I had so much shame over it. And, um, there is no shame. Like the, like the Lord has showed me where like so many young people find, um, pornography and all this, because first of all, it's so prevalent in our culture. It's become normal. Like it's become oh, it's part mm-hmm. of normal society, but you have to try not to see it. Right. I mean, it's yeah. mm-hmm. Seriously. It everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard to avoid. Um, and so I love talking about it and how, and how it affected like my growing up and my relationships and how the Lord really delivered me from it. It was honestly, it's like, I don't even, it's crazy how he healed me from it. And I don't even have like any, um, I don't know. I I've really been delivered from the shame and guilt of it because I think a lot of people carry that, especially women where they feel that pain of like, Oh my gosh, like I, they feel shame about it. And so I really like to talk about it. Um, I also went through an eating disorder, uh, about four years ago and I, <laughs> I've been completely healed from that too. So that's mm-hmm. thank you, Jesus for delivering. it was very, it was tormenting. Um, and a lot of women have gone through this. I've talked to a lot of girls who also have like most women actually do have some type of like disordered, um, eating and food because our relationship with food and our bodies society has just constantly told us like you need to look a certain way to be beautiful you need to eat a certain way you need to go on this diet and so we're constantly being fed all these lies and all these standards that we need to live up to that we're that was never supposed to be placed on us ever no it's gotten so unattainable right yeah uh, listening to the book this week and he said we want to have um woman size body parts, but adolescent stomachs and like all you want to piece together all the things that are good about every age. And it's, that doesn't work. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yep. (laughs) Really is. Well, that's, I'm so glad you talk about that. And that's really where, you know, we, we don't sell a lot of things here on girl water your grass, but we're inviting you into an active event that we have partnered with Meredith on because we know how crucially important it is and how much it changes lives. And um, I know Meredith wanted to do this as a passion and also he wanted to make it accessible for everyone. So this event is being offered. We're going to partner with you and do an event with West of Perfection and Meredith. And it's your event called Perfection Redefined. We're so excited. And we want to invite you, our audience. We want to thank you for listening, invite you to come to this. And it really is life-changing. It's going to be a practical event with tools where you're going to share more of your story and kind of how you've been in the dark and really, um, how you're, you're emerging to use all the tools that you've learned. And, you know, it's only $37. I know you wanted to make it accessible to everyone, but what we know is that you, when you have some skin in the game, you actually come and show up. What is it when you pay, you pay attention. I love that phrase. Yeah. Very accessible, but we're going to invite you all Sunday. June the 26th, it's from 7.30 to 9 Eastern, 6.30 to 8 Central, 5.30 to 7 Mountain, 4.30 to 6 Pacific. Did I get all right? <laughs> we had to nail those. Yeah, so we'll have that link right here in the show notes. And we just invite you to sign up. Tickets go on sale on Friday, June the 10th, because we have that rolled out. And just really taking your um, your wounds and all the work you've done mm-hmm. and offering the tools, the practical tools and life experience that you've taken years and years to work through and giving that 
to others in such a short time frame, so that if you it's it's focused on body image, but if you don't love your body or you've struggled with anything in that area, which we have the statistics to show that 95% of women don't love their bodies. And how sad is that? Totally. And ladies, you know, like, like the, or, and men, those of you who are listening to this, if you know some women in your life, whether it's your daughter or your wife or your girlfriend or just a coworker, a friend, sh- please share this with them because we, we know what a huge issue body image is for people. You know, MK just gave the stats on that. And this is something we really believe that people will be blown away by. Um, Meredith has so many, just her whole story is incredible. She's going di- to dive deeper into some of this and, and incredible. Yeah. It's just amazing. And there's some really, again, very practical advice, very practical things we'll be doing in this process. And we just want to invite y'all to come and join in us. And it, it's going to be, it's going to be really powerful. Yes, please come. And even any guys listening. Yeah. Wait, you know, I think that's something <laughs> We love men. We talk about how much we love men and men struggle with this too. And it it is our culture that throws in our face, all these things. And, you know, I'm a mom with a bunch of kids and have daughters that are teenagers now. I know it's hard to believe, but, um, it's, uh, I can already see it coming and hear comments and it's, it's not good. And it's not what I always say. It's not our fault, but it is our responsibility. So it's not our fault that we live in this culture, but it's our responsibility to take it and Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, just to really equip ourselves with the tools so that we don't go down that path of having, you know, suicidal thoughts because we think our belly's too big or that we're not worth something because a guy rejected us and just really trusting in the father's plan of like, no, that guy rejected you because he's not the right one for you. Rejection is God's protection. Protection. It's just, just seeing like, it's just been so beautiful and continues to be beautiful. And I can see the father's hand and all the connections he's making in all of our lives. I feel like totally. we know God has a plan, but just being able to be a part of what all he's doing just builds my faith even more on oh my his army of people. He's building these connections and he's equipping, yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, we are um, experts and certifications and all this human formation. And I see him connecting us with people who, who like Meredith, who are so just a blessing and just, yeah. just a light and willing to allow that you allow yourself to be a conduit for God's grace and his, mm-hmm. the Holy spirit moving. And you have been blessed with the platform and see it as that to where it's not about you, but it's about him. And I just honor and praise you that you are using your platform to do so much good. It's so um, it so is inspiring. It really is. I mean, it's inspiring and just mm-hmm. you're just you're a just gem. Oh, <laughs> I'm so yes, grateful yes, we are connected. I don't even know how it happened, but the Lord works. Oh, God. I know. Y'all, we're bringing her to Kentucky. We're gonna get some dates in the book. Flying out. We're I'm taking her on the boat. She's gonna <laughs> let you know if she still wants kids after being at my house for a week. <laughs> I want ten of them. Give me ten of them. Oh, <laughs> I'm the best kids. You're gonna adore them. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We're excited. So join us Sunday, June 26th, like, share, download, spread, and just continue to know that if you're in a place that you don't love your life, you don't love your body, you are losing hope that there is hope for you. And we just thank you, Meredith, for sharing a little piece of your story. And there's more to come on that. So join us on June 26th and just know that where you water your grass, it will grow. So dive right in, water it up and know that the best is yet to come. And we will see you next week on Girl Water Your Grass. Bye.